Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. Well, welcome today from beautiful Miami. This is the beach, but the sea behind me and I thought it would help you feel happy as we discuss something that's really important and that is boundaries that collide you know there's so much discussion about boundaries and there's excellent books out there and there's a general knowledge and awareness of the importance of a boundary and the realization that there's a pathway learning how to set a boundary and uh, having specific there's lots of great books about specific boundaries for specific situations so i think we all get that having boundaries and creating them and respecting them is really important for our mental health So I don't have to convince you about boundaries. I think pretty certain that you are convinced about using boundaries and how important they are. The issue comes in, however, is, and this came from actually from a one of our listeners, a question from a listener, and it's something that I've experienced, and that's why I decided to do a podcast on it. And when I chatted to my team, they've also experienced this. So I thought this is a great and important topic. And this is to discuss what happens when the boundaries that you need and the boundaries that someone else needs collide. So how do we deal with colliding boundaries? So you're in a family situation and there's a boundaries needed needs to be set because of whatever and you need your boundary and that person needs their boundary and you both need them and they're valid and justified and excellent boundaries. But for some reason, they collide. What do you do? Okay, so over the next two podcasts, part, part one and part two, I'm going to be discussing four neurocycles that you can do that will help to manage colliding boundaries. In this podcast, part one, I'm just going to be talking very briefly an overview of what happens inside sort of the science of what happens inside the mind-brain-body connection as you negotiate and solve colliding boundaries. And if we don't solve them, what happens. And then I will also touch on the the first neurocycle because there's four neurocycles that I believe are very important that we can do. And each neurocycle have a specific name. And so there's four neurocycles that we can do that can help us with colliding boundaries. And these four neurocycles are dealing with self-reflection. So it's a self-reflection neurocycle for colliding boundaries. There's a communication neurocycle for colliding boundaries. There is a trust neurocycle for colliding boundaries and there is a balance i got lost there for a second a balance neurocycle for colliding boundaries so four neurocycles why neurocycle as you know if you've listened to me i talk about the neurocycle which is a system that i developed nearly 40 years ago on how you can get your messy mind under control and direct the neuroplasticity of your brain so in simple language how to manage your mind and change the wiring in your brain and body so that you can show up in a more peaceful and healthful, mentally healthful way in your life. Neurocycles are excellent for moment by moment stuff, so crisis in the moment and also dealing with patterns in our life from traumas and so on. Written a lot about this. I have a book called Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. I have an app called the Neurocycle. We'll put the link in the show notes if you have if you want to find out more about those. Okay, so let's talk a bit about the science of negotiating and dealing with the colliding boundary. Okay, so the minute that we are created our boundary and we feel safe with that boundary and the other person has created their boundary and they feel safe and it's helping them, but the collision starts. This collision, as we know, is going to cause a relationship issue. It's going to cause anguish, anxiety, frustration, irritation, all manner of those kinds of emotions 
and change our behaviors. Our perspective could shift to, to being things like, oh, this is never going to work and it's a waste of time. Don't give up. There's nothing worse than going to a doctor's appointment expecting to be the center of attention and then your doctor seems like they have better things to do and better places to be. Instead of listening to you intently, asking how you feel and helping you along, the doctor is checking the clock. On ZocDoc, you'll find quality doctors who focus on you, listen to you and prioritize your care. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. When you're not feeling your best and just trying to hold it together, finding great care shouldn't take up all your energy. And that's where ZocDoc comes in. Using their free app that millions of users rely on, you can find the right doctor that meets your needs and fits your schedule. Book an appointment with a few taps in their app and start feeling better, faster with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com leaf and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash leaf, ZocDoc.com slash leaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. Boundaries are never a waste of time and any kind of conflict including the conflict of a colliding boundary, are always worth negotiating. Because everything that you do that is going that moves towards creating peace amongst people is activating love inside of you and is so healthy for your mind-brain-body connection. We wired for empathy and deep meaningful connections. So having a colliding boundary stay there and not resolve it isn't going to actually help with what you need to function, what you deeply need for happiness and peace, which is dealing with conflict so that you can form deep, meaningful connections. So we can feel very attached to our boundaries and very, and, and they've made us feel safe. So that's why when collisions do happen, it can re- result in a fair amount of conflict. And that's why we need to start with the very first one, which is self-reflection. And once you've gone into self-reflection, you need to know how to communicate. And once you've Self-reflecting and communicating, you need to know how to bring a balance to everything. And then finally, you need to, to, do tri- to have trust involved. So we'll cover those three in the next podcast. And this one will be a bit more about the science and the first one, the self-reflection neurocycle to help with colliding boundaries. So when we don't solve our problems, when we stay in a collision, <laughs> a boundary collision, we are going to increase uh, we're going to affect the, the, the frequencies of the brain, the energy of the brain. And when the energy of the brain is affected in a negative way, this affects the neurochemistry and that then sends signals to our immune system to start going to self-protect mode and that can affect, that That then sends messages through our entire body, including our heart and, and our, our gut and everything that something's wrong. And so that creates a whole response throughout the mind, brain and body because the mind's embodied. So specifically in the brain, and there's so many areas I can discuss, but I'm just going to to sort of narrow it down to a simple way of understanding this. Specifically in the brain, when we have this kind of conflict happening, we're going to get high levels of high beta frequency. And when there's a lot of high beta frequency, that has been associated with 
anxiety, increased levels of anxiety. Now, increased levels of anxiety in high beta mess up chemicals. We're getting the whole physiological response. And that's going to affect our creativity, our insight, our communication, our deep meaningful connections, how we function, etc. It's also not going to make us feel great. So we want to get beta. We want to use the high burst of beta to help us move into self-reflection. And then we want to start doing the self-reflection, which will then lower the high beta into a, a, a healthier low beta. When we do that, we're then going to increase the alpha frequency, which enables us to tune in and develop more insight between the conscious and the non-conscious mind where we've got a lot of wisdom. And we're also going to activate gamma, the gamma frequency, which means learning is going to take place. And we're going to activate a high level of delta and theta frequency in the area of the brain called the hippocampus. And I've got a brain here. I have a brain here. Okay, so the hippocampus is deep down inside the middle of the brain. Little, little hooked structure that's kind of here inside the brain. So it's sort of back here. And that's when we are drawing on existing networks and on un- memories and on uh, memories inside thoughts and on unconscious mind, we get a high level of alpha and delta in those areas that in those coming through the we see that kind of high level of activity of delta and theta in that area, which shows that we're thinking deeply and we're connecting the unconscious and the conscious mind, and that's great. So you can also have high levels of an increase in delta and theta when memories come up that are not great. So if a memory comes up in a collision between a boundary and it's of, oh, this person always did this in the past, and that's the memory that comes up, that can increase your beta and can make you more anxious and less able to solve the problem. So what we need to do, why we need to start with self-reflection is that we want to have our memories coming up. But we want our self-reflection to keep our beta levels at a calm state and to keep the alpha data, alpha and theta in the right in the right levels. Then we want to get some a shift of activity, not just in the hippocampus area in hippocampal area, but we want to get a nice balance of delta theta and beta, low beta, in the anterior cingulate cortex, which is kind of over here, which is very involved in becomes very active when we are dealing with emotional stuff and when we are getting cognitive fluency when we're working things out also we want the prefrontal medial cortex so there's middle okay there's frontal cortex medial prefrontal so more or less where my finger is over here that's we want we want to see a lot of activity there we want to see nice level of low beta nice level of gamma alpha delta theta we want to balance between all the different frequency waves there, which shows that we're moving into a good, calm, reflective, analytical, realistic, insightful state. And in that state, we're going to be much more primed to be able to negotiate and communicate and see the best way forward as opposed to having a clash. The four neurocycles that I'm going to be talking through are going to help to try to create that kind of pattern inside of the brain. And then also as you do them and practice them, you are going to activate nice levels of gamma, the gamma frequency. And the gamma frequency you want to increase um, and keep it sustained because gamma shows that learning is taking place. So you don't just want to know something and then forget to do it or try it once and then it goes away. 
you're going to build it in as a habit into your brain. So in order for you to really have an effective change happening in colliding boundaries, you're not going to be able to do just this just once. You're going to have to do you know do all four of these maybe for a period of time with whoever you are colliding with in order for you to both create a new wired in habit. So you're not going to rewire this if you do this once. Do these four neurocycles once, it's not going to work. You're going to have to do them over cycles of 63 days. So most likely one round of 63 days, which is about nine weeks, it should be enough to resolve the issue. And you'll use these four neurocycles in kind of a cyclic way as you go through those those four weeks. So it may be that you're working sometimes on yourself and sometimes with that actual person for five minutes a day, whatever, over that period of time. It doesn't have to be hours of time. You could work on one thing. You could say, okay, let's do a plan. There's four neurocycles for colliding boundaries. Let's work on let's work on one each day or let's work on one for three days and swap every three days you work it out just explore experiment and work it out dedicate five minutes a day to doing this so that you can resolve this colliding boundary this may be at home it may be at work and you may think you don't have that five minutes of time you don't have 63 days well here's my argument if you don't do it in 63 days time you, you're going to be worse off than you were today so if you're, if you're colliding now your collisions increased in its intensity over the next 63 days. So it's really worth taking the time to do this. And it's really worth dedicating five to 10 minutes of your day. If this is affecting how you are functioning in your mental health, either at home or in the work environment. If you're hearing this, you've probably taken supplements at some point in your life. You're probably taking them right now. We all know that our bodies need them, but you've never been able to identify exactly what your body needs. Let's face it, most people don't get all the nutrients they need through food alone. I've personally spent a lot of money over the years on supplements to address this issue, but it's never felt like an exact science. How do I know precisely what my body needs and how do I align that with my evolving physical and mental health goals? Wouldn't you like to feel confident that the supplements delivered to your doorstep are tailored to your unique nutrition and metabolic profile? This is why I love ELO, which uses a combination of at-home blood biomarker testing, Apple Health data, and dietitian support to determine exactly the right supplements just for you, and delivers them every month to your door in convenient daily packets. They take the guesswork out of finding the right supplements by taking into account your blood biomarker values, health history, and wellness goals to determine the optimal supplement formulation just for you. Indeed, they've combed over the latest scientific literature so you don't have to. Each supplement in your packet is custom dosed based on your unique profile and underpinned by a firm foundation of science. Plus, ELO evolves your daily supplement packet as your goals and need change. Every ELO member is paired with a registered dietitian for ongoing support and supplement recalibration. I also love that ELO supplements are third-party tested so you can feel confident that what you see on the nutrition label is what you get in your daily packets. It's time to start taking supplements that are tailored to you. Get your free blood biomarker test a $200 value by going to elo.health and entering the code DrLeaf. That's E-L-O dot health and enter the code DrLeaf for a free blood biomarker test. The link and details will be in the show notes. So let's now talk about the first one. And the first one is the self-reflection neurocycle to deal with colliding boundaries and self-reflection is what it says it is how i look at myself it's self-reflecting looking at yourself in a mirror if you want 
to do this in front of a mirror, you could. It's quite a fun exercise. I've done this with dealing with conflict resolution before where we've sat two people on a chair that are in conflict in front of a mirror and you're kind of watching yourself and it's, I mean, it's like now I'm watching myself on camera and you kind of, you control yourself more because you can see yourself more. So you control your facial expression, you can control your tone of voice, your body language. When you see your face getting mad and your body moving forward, you can, you know, tone that down a little bit. So that's not a bad idea to do self-reflection by literally looking inside of a mirror, putting two chairs and, you know, doing it in front of a mirror. And I mean, honestly, it's quite funny. So it also brings a little humor in the situation, which is really great for calming down neurophysiology and humor increases intelligence and wisdom. So you're going to resolve things more effectively and quicker. Okay, so, oh gosh, and another thing I want to say about self-reflection and using a mirror is that it's very often someone will tell you, and I know this has happened to me where, where my kids say that I get this Queen Victoria look on my face if I disapprove, and I didn't see it until I did some self-reflection in a mirror, and my kids would say, look there, that's the face, and you know, so that worked, and sometimes I'll say to my husband, oh, you've got that, you know, you've got that, you, you're doing this, this, or this, and if you've him and I'd say, look, let's stand in front of a mirror and let's, you know, talk about this. You you see yourself and suddenly you think, oh my gosh, I am doing that with my body. I am doing this move forward movement. My eyes are flashing. My hands are flapping around and it is quite threatening. Let me take a deep breath. Let me calm down, etc. Just recently, we've been working with a dog trainer to train our two little Shih Tzus who are adorable, Nala and Simba. You've heard me talk about them before, but they just get super protective and get leash aggression when we're walking and they see other dogs so we were trying to teach them not to do that and whatever and one of the biggest lessons I learned from this trainer was not only brilliant on how to train my dogs and they're so much easier and better behaved it's I learned something about me and self-reflection I learned that the calmer I keep my body and I know this but it took me going to a dog trainer for my dogs to really apply this in my life. But it made me so intensely self-reflective about how am I using my tone of voice, my body. Because the more worked up you are, like you're telling your dogs, for example, don't do that. And you do that loud voice and you do that movement of your body. They don't understand human. They speak dog. So what they speak dog. So what they are picking up is the tension in your body through the leash. And they're picking up your tone of voice. So they're thinking, oops, mom's scared. I need to protect her. So let me go fight with that dog. I'd never looked at it like that. And I noticed that the calmer I stay, the more relaxed the leash is in my hand, etc. The calmer my dog's on, the quicker they listen to me. And so I found applying that in my self-reflection of a colliding boundary or just self-reflection in general has helped so much. So self-reflection is looking at yourself. and. As I said, maybe do it a bit on your own, do it with the person you're in collision with. I would do both because that's what I've done and it works. And then you go through the neurocycle. For those of you that don't know what the neurocycle is, I mentioned that you can find out more about it in my app, the neurocycle app, and also in my book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. I explain it here. Um, I have an app called Neurocycle. It's available on iTunes, Google, and web, and we'll put the links in the, in the, in the show notes. But basically, it's this five-step process, very scientifically worked out. When you go through this five-step system, each step is doing amazing things in your mind-brain-body connection. I actually have a table in here that shows you a simple summary of what's happening in the mind, the brain, and the body as you do each step. And as you do that, you are actually managing how your messy mind moves information, energy, electromagnetic energy, quantum energy, 
the neurochemicals, etc., through your brain and body and influence genetic expression. So you're doing amazing things with the neurocycle. So the five steps are simple, but they do amazing things. Gather awareness, reflect, write, recheck, and active reach. Detail, as I said, in my books and details, I'm just giving you the broad overview. Do you have anxious thoughts? Are you restless at night? Or do you just not feel like your best self? Making sure we feel our best should always be a top priority. And by spending a few minutes with Calm each day, you can be sure you're taking the necessary time to prioritize yourself. Calm helps you stress less, sleep more, and live a happier, healthier life. I love using their guided meditations, sleep stories, relaxing music tracks, and daily movement sessions at night, all of which are designed to give you the tools to improve the way you feel. And I'm not alone. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm. Even if you've never meditated before, you'll get the support you need to reduce stress, improve focus and uplift your mood. The sleep stories help you drift off quickly to recharge your brain and they are also great for getting kids to calm their minds at night so you can rest assured they're getting the sleep they need. And for listeners of this show, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. Just go to calm.com slash Dr. Leaf for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. So gather awarenesses where you gathering, gathering, the gathering concept, awareness of how you are doing something. So what I always say is to gather awareness of your forewarning signals. Um, and the forewarning signals are your emotions, how you feel. How you feel in your body, physical sensations, your behaviors, what are you saying and what are you doing, and then your perspective. Those are the four categories of signals. They're not illnesses, they're not symptoms. They are signals, and within those, they are all the behaviors. I mean, they, within those, they are all, they, they, they're messengers, okay? They're telling us stuff. So in the self-reflect neurocycle for dealing with colliding boundaries, look at yourself. So first of all, gather awareness of what your boundary is. Name your boundary. Put it in a sentence. Now, gather awareness of how that boundary makes you feel, how the collision is making you feel, how the boundaries making you feel in your body, how the collision is making you feel in your body, how the boundary is making you behave, what you say, what you're saying and doing, and how the collision is affecting that, and your perspective, how is the boundary changing your perspective from how you're looking at life in the moment, and how the collision is making you feel. Now, you do that quickly, and now you redo gather an awareness, kind of redo, but you're writing it down. So, okay, what did I gather? My boundary is this, and these are the four signals, these four sentences, write down four sentences, write down the boundary, write down the four sentences, and, and then the reflect, how does it make me feel, and then add to that, add to the writing down, not just how does the boundary make me feel, how does the collision make me feel, what does the boundary make me do, what does the collision make me do, all that stuff, then you're going to also look at how often does this happen, time track it, where does it happen, when does it happen, What in other words, Get the context, the who, the what, the when, the where, the why. The time tracking, the context. Write that down. Now, recheck. Third, fourth step. Look at what you've written. This is what's happening. And this is, now what am I going to do about it? How can I see this differently? How can I reconceptualize this? How can I recheck this to see and identify what was the trigger that activated that response? 
in me, in the other person, what was the situation, and how can we change it? Okay, so it happened at this time. This is when it, it happens at, at night time, when we're tired, or it happens when we're cooking, or it happens here, or it happens. So in other words, look at what it's happened. Look at the, what you've written and say, okay, how can I change this? What can I do about this? Could I say to the person, when you do this, this happens, and this is how I feel, and could you change that, and I'll change this? Can you do that? Can you, so in other words, go through each of your things you've written down and reframe it, reconceptualize it. Concept is what's there. Now look at that concept differently. Okay. And then create a little action. Okay. And the act, the fifth step is the active reach. What can you do right now, today, in this moment to help you cope with this collision? Because you're not going to solve it all today, but you'll be better off tomorrow and better off the next day. But what do you need to do now? Maybe it's something as simple as, Saying to that person, hey, listen, our boundaries are colliding. It's affecting both of us. Let's work on this together. There's an act of reach. Okay. So there is an example for you of a neurocycle for self-reflection to help with colliding boundaries. Now, go re-listen to this podcast. Stop at each point and do this. And then start applying it. And apply it this week while you are waiting for next week where I do the other three boundaries. I mean, the other three neurocycles. So the other three neurocycles for colliding boundaries are going to be on how to deal with communication, balance, and trust. Hope this has helped you, and I'm excited to share the rest with you and try it out. I tell you, it's really helping me. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Bye-bye, everyone. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.